Hey everybody, this is Sky coming at you again with another disclaimer. If you listened to last week's episode, you might already know, but just in case you haven't, we recorded these two episodes three weeks ago, and a lot has changed since then, and we just wanted to address that and make sure that when you guys are listening to it, you're not thinking that we are ignoring some very important issues. Of course, we are talking about the murder of George Floyd, the issues in this country with racism and discrimination, and it's not a topic that we really get into on this show. We don't really talk politics and we don't talk anything too heavy, but now is an important time that people speak up, especially if you have a platform and especially if there are a subjugated people who are not being heard. So we just wanted to acknowledge that and let you know that if you hear us talk about anything, uh, current events, or if we just seem very light about everything going on in the world, uh, that would be because this was recorded before all of this was going down. So just wanted to keep that in mind. And by the next time we record, we will be caught up to date with everything that's going on, and hopefully our tone will be reflected better. So thank you guys for listening. Please, if you see any charitable organizations, there are a lot of them out there that are putting in really hard work to see a positive change in the world, and you guys should search out those resources and find out how you could help lend a voice. And yeah, we we just hope that you know, people are still able to find joy and find positivity. And if listening to the show makes you smile, then then that's great. We're glad that we do that. But right now there's also some very important things going on that we can't just bury our head in the sand. So pay attention, stay safe, and thank you guys. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome. Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving them. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, movie streamers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Colin. And Sky. Yeah, that's a real curveball for you. It was. I panicked for a second. I was like, do I say Colin? Do I say Sky? I was like, you know what? I'll introduce him because this, this is a joint. It's a joint uh, effort here. It is a joint effort. Bong. <laughs> I just didn't want to take all the credit, you know? I'll do that another day. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, we've we've reversed the roles. Not really. We are the same people we were, but we have decided to trade names. Yeah. Because, no. <laughs> I mean, I think you told me you've heard this. I've, heard, I've only heard it from a very few people, but some people think we kind of sound similar. 
Oh, yeah, I have heard that. There's a few people that are like, I really like your show. The only problem is I can't decipher who's Sky and who's Cunt. Like, your names or your voices sound too similar. And I don't hear that at all. You know what I think? I sometimes listen to podcasts at a fairly low volume. Like, if I'm just, like, doing stuff around the house. Like, if I'm, whatever, doing something that's not noisy. Like, if I'm washing dishes, I'll, I'll crank the shit up so I can hear it. But if I'm just, like, cleaning stuff, dusting, whatever, I'll listen to it at a low volume. And I think maybe if we're quieter... It might, we might blend more. There's not as much distinction, but I think if you crank us up, you fucking know what's up. <laughs> yeah. I just, there's one guy who's really angry. <laughs> I want to meet, I want to meet the guy who's, uh, who's got like the, uh, the Miata with the, with the subwoofers and like this nice system and stuff. And he's like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, put these babies in fucking 9,000 Watts shit bumps. You you feel the sewer shake when I drive down the road. Like, man, you've been, you've been bumping some good jams. Yeah, bro, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> when they say they're peas, it like jerks me off in the chair. Dude, it's like it feels like a fucking arrow going right through your chest. I think Cupid's in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's why I only go driving on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. He 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 actually he he only tests out his new like sound systems when he uh he's like oh I got this new sound system, but I need to put on two dudes. If he can't tell the voices apart, then the system sucks. You know, take it back to Best Buy. I like this voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you had to make him like Long Island Italian. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> uh, that would have been more fitting for the Bad Education episode. Unfortunately, we didn't think ahead of doing this bit. That's that we true. Just made up on the spot. <laughs> That's true, and we didn't think ahead when we were doing that episode because we recorded that and our May recommend episode in the same day. And then after we recorded them, I realized we actually flipped the release dates on those. So now I think in the episode the Swampy's here first, we're gonna talk about. Like, yeah, remember we talked about it in that last episode, but it's actually going to be the next episode. Oh, no. I think what I'm going to do, because we're recording this before even the May episode comes out. This episode won't be out for like the second week of June because because uh, your boy Colin's go- going away for a little while. Yeah, I'm going away. Sorry, everybody. I, I'm actually like not not nervous, but I'm just like, oh, man, this might really suck. I'm driving down to Florida because I can't take a plane. Right. Why not so, take a bus? That, uh, well, here's the thing. I I'm bringing my work computer. Yeah, I was kidding about I the just, bus. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I have my work computer. That's the only reason. Like, I would fly down. I don't. You know, I don't. It's not like the Corona thing. Like, I can I can I can fight it off. You know, I don't give a shit. I just wear a mask. But I, you know, um, I have the work computer, so I'm like, I'm not gonna risk it breaking or anything. So I am driving to Florida. So that's a nice twenty hours. Yeah. Acres. See, I will. I don't mind driving like that. Like, I mean, are you doing it straight? I don't know yet. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take it, take it hour by hour. You should we'll see just, how it goes. On your way down, find a really nice Denny's that has a bench that has minimal rips in it, and just nap there for like two hours on the way. <laughs> minimal rips. Every Denny booth is just tore up from the flow up. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how did they get so torn up? Like, what were people doing? You don't want to know. 
I was going to say, I would assume nobody's banging at a Denny's, but at the same time, if you're going to a Denny's, maybe you are the type of person who would bang in a Denny's. Dude, if you go to a Denny's and you don't bang, then you didn't have the Grand Slam. <laughs> that's what that's I always good. say. Yeah, that's I love that. <laughs> Did you have a Grand Slam? Yeah, baby. Eggs, bacon, hash browns, toast pancakes and pussy <laughs> and the waiter just looks at you and is just like yeah boy high fives you in denny's <laughs> syrup is lube oh god yeah <laughs> sorry would you want me to use strawberry jam <laughs> i prefer uh strawberry preserves oh okay <laughs> i can actually remember the last time i was at a denny's it was after i saw cloverfield that's how long it's been wow yeah. I think I went to a Denny's after a show a long time ago, but I'm talking like probably already 10 years ago now. Damn. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since I went while. to Denny's. Yeah, um, we don't need it. But I don't I don't miss it, though. It's not a I, I, I can find better places. Yeah, that's one, that's one restaurant that I don't care about. They had a menu where it was like you can get a meal for two dollars, four dollars, six dollars or eight dollars. And. I remember one time I actually ordered like one of like the $4 meals. I was like, oh, it's too good to pass up on. So I ordered it. I have never gotten diarrhea the way I did that night. Like, I just, if I, I think the earth shook louder than those subwoofers. There you go. Oh <laughs> that was like God. one of the moments where your head's just like, you're looking down at the floor, your hands are on the walls next to you because you're just like, this is crazy. Were you doing it in the Denny's? Did you even make it home? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's how hard it hit me. Dude, all right, so you want to hear a horrible poop food story? Sure. I was down in Asbury Park with two of my good friends, and we were going to go see a show at the Stone Pony. And there was like a uh, like a SoCal taco spot, like a Mexican spot, but it wasn't like real Mexican food. And uh, yeah. we went there to eat before the show because we got there early. And uh, I had a mix of different tacos. I had like some El Pastor, some... Carnitas, some pollo <laughs> with the uh, with the the guacamole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't you side sidestep? I hate people who just speak at like like this, like normal, no accent, no no inflection to to their voice. But when they say like an Italian word or a Spanish word, they go like way into it. Be like, yeah, yeah hi, I will have the spaghetti with the fresh mozzarella. Yeah, I was I was literally gonna use mozzarella as a example. It's like, who are you? Who are, just say mozzarella like the rest of us idiots? What's your name? Gorlami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was actually uh, there was one time we were at this fancy Italian restaurant, and this isn't the same thing. I just thought this was hilarious. The first thing was they asked. Uh, I think it was either Brandon or Ryan. One of them. They asked them dressing, and then my brother was just like, sure. And the guy was like, "No, like, what dressing do you want?" And then he's like, "Oh!" And then, and then, because he then knew he, he was... wasn't going to eat the salad. He's <laughs> like, "I don't care." I don't... <laughs> but then he, uh, he told them, and then he was like, "All right." And then when the guy came around again, like my brothers were y- younger, but he came around again. He was like, "Okay, what do you want?" And um, I, my brother wanted the chicken parmesan, but he had never seen it spelled out before, so he read it to the guy and he was like can i have the chicken parmigini and like me and my, my other brother like, looked at him like what the fuck did you just say 
you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then, and then this, this is a different time, but one of my friends in high school, I remember he, they were at Olive Garden, and the guy asked, do you want, he said, uh, like they ordered, then he said super salad. And then this kid's response was, well, how big is the salad? Because <laughs> he, he thought it was the super salad. <laughs> yeah. Just I've never seen a super, super salad. Does it wear a cape? <laughs> well, how, how big's the salad? It's like, what? <laughs> Did you really just come back at me like that? <laughs> you clapping back at me, bro? <laughs> so anyways, I had El Pastor. I had a, had a pork taco. I had a chicken taco. My buddy, though. He got a burrito and it was all al pastor. And I only mentioned that because we we figured it out later. But in the moment, we're just like, cool, whatever. And our other friend, she's vegan, so she wasn't eating any of that shit anyways. And uh, we're at the restaurant. We finished our meal. And my buddy who had the burrito is like, oh, I'm going to use the bathroom before we head over there. And he's gone. And he's gone for a while. Like a while. And he comes back. Dude's so sweaty. Fucking sweaty. <laughs> And we look at him like, are you okay? He was just like, dude, he's like, I just unloaded in there. <laughs> like he was like throwing up and shit and his brains out like immediately. <laughs> so we were just like, oh man, that sucks. Like I didn't really think too much about it. And then we go over to the show and my stomach is tossed. Like fucking <laughs> looking like a witch's brew in a fucking cauldron you know just like it's freaking yeah. like i a newt coming out of me and i was just like oh my god like i feel like shit and i got like a ginger ale and he just like puts his hand on my shoulder he's like go take a shit he's like i sw-. he's like i swear to god you'll feel so much better he's like i feel better now you got to release the demon so <laughs> i'm at stone pony and if, for those who don't know have you been to stone pony colin yeah, I have been to Stone Pony. So you know what that bathroom looks like? Yeah. So for those who don't know, it is a rock and roll venue bathroom. And a venue that's been around for a very long time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That that venue's like pretty... It's like a big deal if you play there because you're like, wow, the Stone Pony's been around for forever. But that yeah. also means that that bathroom's been around for forever. <laughs> yeah. I, it's definitely a step up from like CBGB, but it is not a nice bathroom. The door doesn't even latch. And there's people constantly in, out, in, out, in, because you're at a show. Because at this point, we are in, you're in the show. I go in there, and I go to sit down. And you were like, I'm going to give these people a show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it would have been a sight to see for sure. I, I wish I could have witnessed what happened behind me or under me. <laughs> because pants are dropped, go and sit. Obviously, I had to take the time to put six layers of tissue on the toilet. <laughs> and then... The second, the second my ass hit the seat, it's like someone turned on both faucets full blast. (laughs) And what was weird is that I wasn't clenching to hold it in, but once I sat down, I was not pushing to get it out in any way. It's like the act of sitting down on a toilet just opened a floodgate and I had no control. Like, it feels the same as if you are just sitting in a chair, not thinking about anything. That's the level of effort I gave. And I was just like, <laughs> I power washed their toilet. Yeah. But then it, it, I, I came out and I was just like, that was weird. And that was brutal. I feel really good though. Had a couple of waters and enjoyed the rest of the show. <laughs> so brutal. So metal. 
Dude, um, <laughs> I've never, ever felt anything like that. It literally felt like someone turned on a hose inside of me and just let it blast out of my butt. There was one of my uh, coworkers at my last job. He was he was one of like the older guys there. He was, he was one of my favorite people to work with, though. He was a super nice guy, but he, like, for whatever reason, he would, like, he was a huge foodie. And he would he would eat like the worst food, even though he probably shouldn't be eating them because he had like conditions and stuff. And then he would just like talk about like he would take pleasure in just just spraying the bathroom. <laughs> and and but he would like come back and he'd be like, oh, oh my god, I sandblasted the shit out of that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And yeah, we're just like nice, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I hope our listeners have enjoyed 15 minutes of poop <laughs> so far. Well, if you enjoyed that, go watch a Happy Madison movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, you know, our okay, yeah, I was going to say I don't know if it was our last episode or two episodes ago, but we I mentioned that I watched uh The Wrong Missy, and since then you've watched The Wrong Missy. Yes, I did. Yeah, so how was that experience? Dude, it's the best thing David Spade's ever done. <laughs> no. No. It is the laziest thing. David Spade has ever done like I like David Spade he is not trying at all in this movie he's not even trying to be himself really you know what I mean it's it's like it'd be one thing if he showed up and instead of playing a character he just does his David Spade shtick because you know it's like that uh cocky but also like kind of a bitch like he, he's like he would yeah. never like do anything like he's very um passive aggressive and snarky mm-hmm. and he's like not even doing that in this yeah no I know He's, it's uh, it's so bad man I, he wasn't the worst part of the movie for me I think the just the worst part in general is just the writing because it's like just full of non-jokes oh yeah they, they must think are, are funny like everything with the boss yeah everything with the boss like the whole thing with the boss getting hypnotized also just like bothered me also like I think I know what the what they were going for with like the meaning of the like the lesson for the movie but the lesson of the movie in the context of what they presented you is essentially just like only go for the hot girl unless the ugly girl will get you ahead in life <laughs> is basically what they said. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because I was just like, cool, man. The reasoning for because I mean, I guess spoilers. For, we already kind of talked about some stuff. And I guess guess what? You're getting an extra review two Netflix movies in one episode. But I don't see why he ever would have been like, you know what? I'm starting to fall for her. He literally went from just like, I'm terrified of this girl and be like, I think I'm in love with her. There wasn't like a wake up moment or something where then like a gradual build. It was literally just like flip of a dime. It's like, what is it? The third act? Okay. He loves her now. Yeah. The third act comes around and literally he's like, you hypnotize my boss. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, let me take you out for a drink. (laughs) And And then they go out for a drink and a lot of it is still the same, except she gives him like one line where she's like, oh, yeah, like my parents passed away. So I had like a lot of free time. And like she acts normal for like one second. And then at the very end of the movie, he has like a monologue where he's like he starts liking her once she acts normal and gets him ahead. But then at the end, there's a monologue and he's like, I just don't want like I want to not care what people think. And I want to be spontaneous like you. And it's like you never liked those things throughout the rest of the movie. You only liked her when she got you ahead in your job or when she was normal. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what is this? It, this movie is so my Bible. <laughs> and and the joke I was telling you about was the Hellstar joke. Oh, yeah. I didn't even register that as a joke. Like, I sent you, like, four different guesses, and you're like, no, no, what do you mean? And he told me, and I was like, 
I didn't think that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's how unfunny it was. <laughs> yeah, the first the first time that they reference it, she has like the things on her eyes in the hot tub or, or the bathtub. Yeah. And it goes on for like two minutes. And that was actually the moment that Ryan looked over at me and I was like my face was contorted because I was in so much pain with from what I was watching. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so <laughs> I did laugh yeah, a few times though. Nick in my opinion, Nick Schwartzen has the best best lines in the movie. There was only one thing that genuinely got a surprise laugh out of me. It's when they first get to the hotel and Lauren Lapkus is like talking to the kids and yelling back and forth. She was just like, oh, go fuck yourself like to the kids. And I was like, Pfft. it just like surprised me or whatever she said. The part that made me laugh, like the only, I think it was, may have been the only time. The only time that made me laugh was when Nick Shorts and talked about how he uh, was like, yeah, I once sent a dick pic to my uncle. He put him in a stroke like it was a nightmare for the family. That was like the only line in the whole movie that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, I didn't know he was in that movie when he showed up because, like, I, I really haven't, like, seen him in a lot. Like, I don't watch stand-up, really. Like, so, like, I haven't seen him in a lot. And I'm visioning Nick Schwartz and Grandma's Boy. Like, th- that's the Nick Schwartz I'm visioning. And then he shows up, and I'm like, oh, God, he's older. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what happened? The last, Actually, probably the last time I saw him in a movie was Don't Mess With the Zohan. Oh, wow. Probably the last thing I saw him in was, like, Grown Ups 2. Damn. I don't even think I saw Grown Ups 2. I saw the first one. You should check it out. I saw Grown Ups 2 in theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't great then either. <laughs> well, nice. <laughs> yeah. But you know how I do. I, I love going to the theaters. I also love going to the trailer park. It was about that time. <laughs> yeah. It was about that time. Yeah. Plus, you got a, a early bedtime for your travels. I do have an early bedtime. But uh, what, are, what are we talking today? Well, lately we haven't had the greatest connections from our movies to the trailer park. Although Bad Education, we got an accidental connection we got later. This time, we're doing a movie that is so closely related to Lovebirds. I wouldn't be surprised if some people might confuse these two movies with each other. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely hear you on that one. They're basically the same. Because yeah. as we know, Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in The Eternals, which is an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. And Issa Rae is in The Lovebirds. And this movie, Issa Rae of Sunshine, once it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about Black Widow again. <laughs> yeah. The real connection is MCU. Yeah, the real connection is MCU. I was going to say, uh, for real though, like, We've had a few episodes recently where we've gotten to skip the trailer park because we did like a retro review or we had the interviews for the Butt Boy episode and we are running low right now. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we're going to have to make our own trailers. I don't know if it's online yet. It probably is. I haven't looked for it, but um, I told you they premiered the second trailer for Tenet last night on Fortnite. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't really play Fortnite anymore, but uh, I went on social media. It premiered premiered at eight and i went on like 801 and i was like oh shit and i was like you know what so I, I logged onto twitch real quick and found a streamer that was streaming it and i watched it on there so maybe we'll do that one eventually because there's really like nothing right now that's coming out and i mean fortunately we're like three months ahead of the game so hopefully by the next time we do a trailer park there's some new stuff out but yeah uh we're gonna we're gonna do the the newest black widow trailer because we haven't talked about it yet i actually haven't watched it yet me neither oh wait no <laughs> i have <laughs> Yeah, I remember you have seen it because we were talking about it. And you're like, oh, man, you got to watch it. There's some really cool stuff in it. So, 
you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fill me in. Yeah, it was a while ago this trailer came out, so I don't remember what exactly like got me hard. So it's gonna be fun to watch it now and just pop up if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't cryptic at all. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you sit on my lap and see what comes up? Oh, but do you, do you want to check this out? Yeah, let's look at it with our eyeballs and listen to it with our ear holes. And Swampies can listen to it with their ear holes while they also listen to us talk over it with our mouth holes. <laughs> I think I explained that well enough. Okay. Yeah, good job. I tell people my sister moved out west. You're a science teacher. Your husband, he renovates houses. You're thinking about moving, but you're gonna wait until the interest rates go down. That's not my story. Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes. And a lot of enemies. Oh, cool. He's called Science Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated, fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. How many others are there? Enough. See, now we have the story. Now we actually know yeah. what the movie is really about. We have to go back to where it all started. So they never do that to anyone again. We're a family. We fight with you. You won't win. I've always found it best. Not to look into the past. Well, that was cool. So that was Black Panther? Yeah. Okay, you got a plan or should I just stay duck and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Where your plan sucks. Little Hawkeye action. Yeah. At some point, we all have to choose. Similar to the last trailer, I like the music in this also. Yeah. Very dramatic, very heavy. I made my choice. I'm done running. Here's what's gonna happen. Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. You're going to get the big hunch. Mm, listen to your mother. Oh my God, this- I'm up, listen. All right, enough, all of you. I didn't say anything, that's not fair. <laughs> Dude, I'm so fucking wet right now. <laughs> I can't even, I couldn't even talk about anything. It was just so cool. Yeah, I didn't say much at all because I just wanted to watch it because I haven't seen it yet. This is one of the best Marvel trailers I've seen in a while. Because I know we- we got super hyped for all the Endgame trailers, but they purposefully weren't telling you a lot. I love not knowing things when we go into it, but I think this showed us just enough to kind of get us knowing what to expect from the plot without really telling us everything because there are a lot of questions that can still be asked here. Mm -hmm. This is like the perfect hype trailer. I'm so into it. I was already into it. Now I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. All this stuff with Taskmaster, I think, is really cool. Like, you see him mimic Hawkeye in this, uh, Black Panther, uh, Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, uh, really cool. I mean, obviously, everyone knows, I think, that we're 
were in on the MCU, obviously. Yeah. And they've been on they've been on such a hot streak lately. And the the cast on this is so stacked. I would say this is one of the better casts they put together for a standalone MCU movie. I don't know if standalone is the right word, but like basically just one of the non ensemble right. movies, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So yeah. and I like that they're not incorporating any other Avengers because even in recent standalone movies, you get the appearances from like the other Avengers. And I'm sure there'll be some sort of Easter eggy thing, or maybe she has a phone call with somebody or I don't know. I'm sure there will be something that they will relate to another Avenger in the world. Oh man. What do you think the post credit? (laughs) It was funny after I can't remember if it was Captain Marvel or if it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, but the movie ended and you're like, okay, now for the reason that I'm actually here. And then the post credit (laughs) scene started. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the action in this looks really cool too, though. Like that's usually not something that I'm like, oh, the action, but like there's there's some really cool set pieces. I'm still not stoked on like the falling out of the plane sequence, but a lot of like the the stuff for like just like the gunfights and the the choreography, I'm I'm really into it. Yeah, dude, I'm throwing it down right now. Scarlett Johansson, will you marriage story me? <laughs> what does that mean? Just gonna it means we heart. get married. We have. We have one kid. We ride it out for, what is that kid, like 10 years old? Yeah. Then uh, I hold her back from her career in acting. Mm-hmm. And she makes me a better director. And then we okay. break up. She moves the kid out west. And then I tell her that I wish she got hit by a bus. Oh, no. <laughs> the full marriage story treatment. Yeah. And Florence Pugh looks like a badass in this. It's because she is a badass. She's fucking awesome. That's what I mean. Like, everybody in this trailer is hitting their mark so hard. Yeah. I'm also excited for David Harbour. Like, I like him a lot in Stranger Things. He's he's my favorite character in Stranger Things. I was obviously let down by Hellboy, but I'm still a fan of his. So I'm yeah. hoping that I'm hoping he's he's good in this. He looks like he's pretty funny. I like this dinner's table scene at the end of the, the trailer. Yeah, and that was the sting at the end of the last trailer, too, is something at the dinner table, like when they tell him like, Oh, you got fat or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another cool thing is that instead of showing us another funny moment from the movie, they're just expanding on that one. That way they're not giving away more. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's like two moments from the same scene. So it's like that scene might be missing something, but especially MCU is known for changing lines from the trailer in the movie. Yeah. Some people get annoyed by that. Doesn't bother me. I like the fake out. I don't, it doesn't bother me really either. I know, like, I think I mentioned this on the show. People were pissed when this is an MCU, but people were pissed when they changed stuff for Rogue One or they like had stuff in the trailer for Rogue One and then they took it out. People yeah. were like really upset by it. I don't really know why. I thought Rogue One was great. But I think Rogue One was <laughs> great, but I think the mistake they made there is that they were removing imagery too. Like, it's one thing if the scene is the same, but a line has changed because you can just do that with like, you just use a different take or you know, ADR or something like that. But when you have an image or a scene from a movie or like a set piece or something that you're showing the audience in your trailer and then it doesn't exist in the movie, I can see that being as more frustrating. Because I think the thing you're talking about is when the TIE fighter comes up on her. Yeah. I was going to say, though, they did the same thing for Infinity War. Shut your dirty whore mouth. (laughs) So That was different. They They were hiding secrets. Like, Star Wars wasn't trying to hide any secrets. They were just... They made a cool trailer, and then they didn't use that thing in the movie. Well, I think they cut that first trailer before the reshoots, and then when they reshot stuff, they took a scene out is what happened. 
But uh, like, I got you. So you can't blame yeah. him for that either. Yeah. So I, I mean, I it didn't bother me. And why, why do you care? If that movie's good, it's good. But getting back to to Black Widow, what's the, what's the new release date on it? It's November now, right? Yeah, but we'll see what happens. I mean, drive-ins open up here. I would love it if I can go to the movies again. It's the it's the thing I miss the most. I, I would I would do anything for the movies to be open right now. I mean, I was going to the movies three times a week, man. Yeah, I'm down to zero. I think we're good though. Like, I think we're in the clear. I have a feeling that movies are going to start coming out. Also, uh, this is just a little surprising, but during that Fortnite trailer last night for uh, Tenet, they asked about the release date and it came up and it said uh, in theaters, July 17th. So there's there, even now they're sticking to it's coming out in theaters in July. I know that um, Christopher Nolan is not going to do streaming for it. I know he's not going to do streaming, but at this point, don't you think it would have gotten pushed back? I, I have a feeling they're confident that they're going to be able to put it out in July. I mean, things are starting to open up now. Yeah, it's true. Depending on what states you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I might have a harder time being closer to the city in New York here because New York is like, they've had it the worst through all of this in terms of just the uh, the numbers of deaths and uh, cases and stuff. So it, they might take longer to roll anything out up here. Yeah, they might. I was going to say, I mean, for me, it's a, I'm more like upstate, so it's not as bad. But uh, I think things are opening up next week over here. Like, you know, the first phase of opening up. I don't know. I I would be surprised if this isn't in theaters on that November date. Like I I don't think it's gonna get pushed back again. Okay. Do you have anything else? I, I know we already did a trailer park on this, but this is uh this yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Really good trailer, and it's the final trailer. But yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get the frig out of here. All right. Before I ruin another pair of shorts. <laughs> so we we did it. We made it all the way. We made it to the Lovebirds. That's right. Something that, something that is near and dear to our heart. Yeah. Because we're doing it this second, this second right now. At this very moment, at this magic at this moment, moment, when your lips yes. are close to mine. Hmm. Now I'm gonna ask you this: What was your level of excitement for this movie, if any, when you saw the trailers for this? Because this was the trailers were playing, you know, in January when we were still going to the movies. Yeah, I would say somewhere around like zero to negative five. Okay, so we're on the same same wavelength there. Yeah. I was going to say like... Well, you saw uh, Stuber, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So. I saw, here, here's the thing for me. Like, I love The Big Sick, which yep. was Mike Showalter with Kumail Nanjiani. So you have two people teaming up again for a movie. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But none of the comedy in the trailer was really making me laugh. And the last movie for... I'm pretty sure both of the stars in this for Israe and Kumail Nanjiani, I was not a fan of because I was not a fan of Stuber and I was not a fan of Little. Yeah, I think so, Little landed on both of our bottoms from last year. Yeah, I mean, I just I was not excited for this at all, and then, you know, it got picked up by Netflix, and um, you know, I started watching. It. I'm not going to spoil how I feel about it, but I think that's a little bit important to just my feelings going into it. Yeah. But you know what? That's a big dick move by Netflix because unlike these other movies like Universal's releasing directly on VOD, it's kind of cool that Netflix could step in and do the distribution for that. Yeah. When I turned it on today, I was like, it felt like a little weird, like putting on a movie. I'm like, okay, this movie just came out today because that's when we're recording this. This movie came out today. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, this movie came out today. It's a new release. And then it starts up with the Netflix logo. And then it goes to the Paramount logo. <laughs> I know, and right? I was like, it's, 
yeah, I, I was like, huh, this is weird. Usually it's like Netflix and then like a bunch of weird ass studios you've never heard of in your life. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, that feels weird, whatever. But at the same time, like all of that, what I was just saying with like me not looking forward to it went away almost immediately once I started watching it. Just because I was like, new movie, cool. And then I just started like watching like, so I don't know. We, we, we can we can start getting into it. But I, I basically went from not being excited at all to like once I turned it on being like, this might be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, this might this might be the rose tinted glasses I've been talking about lately where it's like, I don't know how good movies are anymore because I'm in the quarantine <laughs> and everything's hyped up. Yeah. Or just like you're starved for everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. I rewatched Ford versus Ferrari the other night. Yeah. Movie's so fucking good. Like I enjoyed it more this time than the first time. <laughs> nice. I I bought it. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. I was cranking it with the surround sound and everything. Oh, it's so good. Did you watch it with Logan? Tried to, but he was like, mm, I'll just watch videos in my room. <laughs> I'm like, you little shit. Watch the cars. That's you just be like, the cars, man. That's why I thought he'd be cars into cool. it. It's like fast cars, it's loud and everything. Christian Bale swears a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the way you get kids to watch movies. I, yeah. I swear to God, this guy's going to curse at some point. <laughs> yeah, so the Lovebirds. The director is Mike Showalter, like I just mentioned. Love him. Yeah, I mean, I love Mike Showalter. For me, like, my love for Mike Showalter comes from Stella. Stella's, like, one of my favorite shows and was only around for one season. Yeah. But... Did you ever see The State? Is the sketch comedy show? No. It's Stella plus a bunch of people you've seen in, like, all... The... Actually... Have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah, and and the TV show. Okay, cool. So it's yeah. like that whole group, like that's the state. It's so funny. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I think I've seen some of it though, and I've also seen was didn't they have a show called like Michael Michael and Michael? Yeah, Michael have Michael issues, have issues. I think. Yeah, um, I watched some of that, but I I really like him. I mean, The Big Sick was one of my favorite movies when it came out in 2017, and I love Stella. I think Wet Hot American Summer is hilarious like i love the movie <laughs> in particular i love paul rudd in that movie so good yeah but uh, i i really like him and yeah i mean i'm a big kumail fan also i i didn't like uh i didn't like stuber but again i love the big sick and i think i enjoyed him in men in black <laughs> did you <laughs> i don't know i don't i didn't enjoy at all the way that thing looked I, yeah, you know what I'll say? I think it wasn't his fault that I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. But but in general, just like, I think he's super funny and witty. And something, and I'll, we'll get into that, I think shines through a bit in this movie is, I think he's got a really like dry way of presenting jokes. And uh, that humor like makes me laugh a lot. So I, I think he's really funny. And I was hoping that they could channel a little bit of like the humor from the big sick. And and the heart, I guess, from it. I don't know if the heart comes through, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, uh, Paul Sparks is in this, and uh, Isaray is also uh, the lead with Kumail. Yeah, I, I mean, we we weren't fans of um, <laughs> yeah, of, little. <laughs> we we weren't fans of of that, but um, in in general, I th- I think she is good in other stuff though. But little was such a misstep. I uh, <laughs> hated <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Um, she was good in The Hate You Give, though, which came out uh, two years ago. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I mean, let's just get into it. So 
I mean, do you want to just say what it's about or where do you want to start? Uh, you know, I think most of the world has seen the trailer because either you saw it in the theaters or you've been seeing it on Netflix because Netflix is really good about showing off like what's coming and stuff. And I think it's already trending today. Oh, is it? Cool. I think people are so eager to see new movies. It's like, it's fine. Like they'll, they'll take anything. And uh, yeah. I get that. But this movie, I'll say, you know what? We'll, let's start with, let's start with our main characters maybe. Because I think if okay. we start, I think usually we like to talk about like, oh, the writing and this and that. I think if we start talking about the writing, we might go into too many tangents. Yeah. Just talking about our main characters. I think they actually had some really good charisma. Like they're both very charismatic and like fun to watch and like their interactions, you know, maybe I wasn't laughing every second, but I was like, this is believable. Like I I'm, I'm okay with this. Like I like both of them. I'm, I'm enjoying watching them regardless yeah. of if I'm laughing every second. Yeah. I enjoyed watching them. They were likable. I feel like they're easy to root for. And both of them have some good lines and stuff like that. So, and I thought they had a good chemistry together too. Like, there's a bunch of argument scenes that both kind of had jokes peppered in, but also like got serious at times. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like the characters in the movie. There's really not a ton of characters. It's really just them two. And then there's like people that show up for like two minutes in the movie, you know, like yeah, really not many characters other than the two of them. Yeah. So they have to carry most of the, the weight in the movie. I think they picked good people for that job. I think, uh, I think they are, like you said, very likable. And I think that it makes you, uh, I mean, obviously it's like, it's going to get you more invested in what happens to them, but I, I can just like watch them and be like, yeah, that, that all of that makes sense to me. And like, this is, this isn't offending my senses. Like this doesn't seem so far of a stretch for them to be in this relationship or to be, you know, do doing whatever they're doing. I'm like, okay. Like I get it. Their their dynamic is set in stone very early, and I think they did a really good job establishing that. Yeah. And another thing about the two of them, we had mentioned the wrong Misty before, and how like their relationship like doesn't make any sense or like comes around like inorganically at all. This I feel like is totally believable and and makes sense. And then when there's reasons why maybe they should possibly break up or stay together, like you can kind of be like, yeah, I agree with that, or I just you know, I feel like in general you agree with why they're together and why maybe they shouldn't be together at times and stuff like that. Like y- you always see why they're a couple and it makes sense. Yeah. So, it, which is, which is good because we were literally just talking about a movie because that like, we were like, that doesn't make any sense. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> so right. The writing on the main characters is solid. And I, I think it, it builds their relationship and kind of the world that they live in, which, which is just earth, <laughs> obviously just regular, yeah, regular, regular earth. earth. But, uh, like I'm, I'm saying just like their, like their friends, where they live, all that. Like it all makes sense. It, it didn't feel far fetched at all. Yeah. Now going off of that, then because we're talking about like how well these characters are written together and stuff. It's weird doing a movie like this because, you know, it's it's a romantic comedy, so obviously there needs to be heart and there needs to be these more serious moments, but then there also needs to be comedy. And given that this is coming from people with a comedy background, do you feel like the jokes were really um, like hitting for you or how was that? Cause I know from the trailer, I don't think either of us would have laughed at anything from that. Yeah. In when I, the trailer, when that came out, 
I don't know if I laughed at any jokes in the trailer. Now, I mean, you said it's it's a rom-com. I guess it is a rom-com, but it's also like a little bit of like an action comedy because like there's some like more intense moments in the movie as well. Chases and fights. Yeah, chases and fights and stuff like that and some violence. One thing I will say, I, I feel like they didn't show the best parts in the trailer. Obviously, they, they wanted people to like, they thought the things in the trailer were funny. And for me, like they didn't, hit as hard but there were other moments in this movie that i actually laughed at yeah i think being written by like a bunch of comedians i would have preferred it to be funnier but at the same time like we said there's other layers to it it's a romantic comedy and also kind of an action comedy so i feel like the jokes that sometimes they'll take a back seat to what's going on in the film which is fine so like in general like i laughed a decent amount at this movie i didn't laugh a ton but um, I feel like maybe like the success rate on the jokes were like 50 50 for me. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't too bad. I was kind of around there. It might've been like a little bit lower, but even if I was saying I was like, it was more of like a 40 60 split of, you know, leaning more towards not laughing as much. I was still like having fun, like watching it. Like it wasn't very, uh, very offensive to the senses to, yeah. to, to do that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, and I've mentioned on this show before, I was watching this movie by myself. And when I'm watching stuff by myself, it's hard to make me laugh out loud. And I think this movie only actually made me laugh out loud like once. Like most of the time I was more just like humored by certain things or like I think there's a lot of well-constructed jokes in like in premise. Like, oh, that's a funny thing to think about. Because like there's like a joke at like a diner where he's talking about like the container yeah that they have for like the the milkshakes and stuff like that wasn't something that made me laugh out loud but it was something that i like thought about and i was like that is kind of a good point like that is kind of funny and i feel like a lot of the jokes are kind of like that yeah i agree and same thing i'm just like okay that's a good bit but that actually felt like a um not lazy but it, it was definitely felt shoehorned in there like it's like oh make a funny moment because it's just like apropos of nothing really and I guess they're just showing that like, oh, he's freaking out and he's like kind of in shock about the whole thing. And he's just like making making a dumb joke observation thing because he's nervous and stressed out or whatever. But it, yeah. it plays like it's just, okay, throw a joke in here. And he's just like, okay, since we're sitting at this diner, let me practice my routine, you know? <laughs> yeah. There is a line early in the movie... <laughs> And it's my first note. And I'm wondering if this line gave you a kick because we've been talking about Chuck E. Cheese a lot on the show lately. Oh, uh, th- th- this was good. I Mainly, this was good not because I thought it was really funny, but because we've been talking about this lately. I know. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's not a great joke, but I love it because it's like, what are the odds? We've been talking about Chuck E. Cheese for like weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of my like early notes. I was like, nice. And I guess this movie was made for us. It really was because in that same scene, towards the end of the scene, they're kind of like arguing about like this and that and being like, oh, you're always like this or you're always like that or we never think about this and that. And then uh, uh, Isare says tomato, tomato. And I was like, are they talking about us? <laughs> Did they listen to our show? I think they do. Yeah. We should stop trash talking little. <laughs> yeah. Is it Ray and Camilla and Johnny and Mike Showalter all friends of the pod? <laughs> oh, I would. I mean, I would love to talk to any of them, but I, I would love to talk to Michael Showalter. 
same. There's a line that he has in one of the Stella episodes that me and my brothers quote constantly. There's one part where they like lost this money and he goes, we don't have the money. And then he just, and the guy goes, what? And he goes, we don't have it, Mr. McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> also, the names in that show were so lazy, which is <laughs> Mr. McDougal. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. But, well, one thing I did want to say, though, what you were just you're talking about how like some of the jokes felt like shoehorn and stuff in there. I think a lot of the jokes actually feel that way. And it's just for me personally, I felt like it was just a matter of like, how much is that going to bother you? Because I felt like a lot of the jokes felt kind of improv. Yeah, like they're just trading lines back and forth. Yeah, like you just mentioned, like the argument scene. A lot of that argument scene just felt like it was improv. Like I was actually watching it, and it reminded me of how me, me and you did our argument in the uh, the uh, isolation breakdown, like video or whatever. Yeah, and and yeah, it was just their arguments are basically just two people yelling things that don't go with what the other one is saying, and just making jokes. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and that's what that's kind of. It makes it hard and it makes it weird when you when you try to have them have a serious moment or a serious talk, but like every argument is peppered in with humor. And it's like, are we supposed to take this seriously or not? You know, like I feel like this is a harder line to walk than even like a dark comedy when you're trying to balance between a very somber or tense moment in like uh yeah, I guess like a butt boy, but then be humorous like i think being trying to be real and serious but in like a romantic setting like in a, in a very personal way i think doesn't blend as well if you're joking around in the same scene or even in the same argument like you can joke around earlier in the scene but i think there might have been more weight and more worry about if they're going to make it in the end if they actually had like some real ugly fight scenes or something like, you know? Yeah. I, for me, like that fight scene started and I, I don't know if I got like excited over, but, but in my head I was like, Oh, I've already seen Mike Showalter direct a movie and pull it off really well where it's two people and the movie's a comedy, but it gets really serious at times and there's big argument scenes. And so in my head, I'm just wanderlust. No, I was talking. I was talking about the big sick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. I wonder lost too. Yeah, like oh, wait, that might be David Wayne. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that's um that show alter. Yeah, well they work together all the time, so I I just mix the two up. Yeah, I've seen him pull that off already, and I know he he's really good at it. So I was just kind of like it, it bummed me out a little bit when these big argument scenes were slapped together with a lot of jokes and stuff like that because you know i mentioned it very briefly when we started talking about the movie i was hoping that this movie would have the heart that a movie like the big sick does and i don't really think it does i i think it's kind of cute at times and it's kind of funny at times but it's not a movie that's gonna like make you feel things where whereas yeah. like the big sick made me like laugh a lot but it also like made me very sad and like I'm pretty sure when I saw the big sick in theaters, I actually like started tearing up at a few points. Um, and this just kind of feels kind of like a, like a run of the mill radar comedy. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has those vibes. Like it's funny because it, 
it feels similar to me to a Stuber, just in the sense of like, dude, there's a lift in this. How could it feel like Stuber? Yeah, that's true. I said to Brandon because he came in when I was watching it, and he was like, oh, like Kumail coming back from Stuber, and I was like, yeah, he's really coming back. He wants everyone to completely forget about Stuber. That's why he put lift in this movie like five times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I kind of just mean like in the sense of like, it feels like they were always going for like this kind of middling generic comedy movie. Like, I, I don't think that was like the intent, but in terms of like the style of story and the style of storytelling, in, there's nothing groundbreaking happening in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Like it, it's a style that's been done since like the nineties. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of a bummer for me. Like I said, I, I think if, if you're someone that just wants to watch a comedy and just laugh at some stuff, I think you'll enjoy this. Again, I don't think there's anything that's like really laugh out loud. There's a few few parts that are more surprising. The part where the car runs over the guy made me laugh. But a lot of that was me just watching Kumail and Johnny's face. <laughs> His facial features are really funny in, in that yeah. moment. For me, it's fun. I didn't not enjoy my time watching it at all. I just, yeah, it, it felt a little generic at times. And... uh I don't know. I think if you're going for just a comedy, you'll be happy, but I think you could also do better. Yeah. You can do better, but you could do a lot worse. You could watch The Wrong Missy. Mm -hmm. And I think for a Netflix, it's weird calling it a Netflix movie because like it is Paramount. Like it's not really a Netflix movie. Netflix just helped them. Yeah. But I think for a movie that's on Netflix, this really isn't your worst shot. You know, like, I think this is a really good movie to come out right now where people are at home and they need new movies and stuff. Like, this is a good date night movie. No, nothing in this movie really offended me. Yeah, no, it didn't. Same same for me. I'll, you mentioned Netflix. As far as Netflix comedies coming out, this is really good compared to those. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you looked at movies that came out last year that were comedies, like I would put a long shot ahead of this and uh good boys ahead of this. Like there was a lot more theatrical comedies last year. Cause that's, I'm not really comparing this so much to Netflix movies because this was a theatrical release and then circumstances made it go on to Netflix. Right. Um, I wouldn't stack this very high compared to other theatrical releases, but if you're, if you really like watching everything that hits Netflix, like, I think you're going to be happy with this because there's a lot of trash, especially with comedies that hits Netflix. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's why, like, like you said, like, it's really, I don't think this movie deserves to be called a Netflix movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to call it a Netflix movie really. Like, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of comparing it to other theatrical releases, but I, I, like you said, I, I do respect Netflix for, for picking it up and I hope they, you know, as long as this is going on, I think that'd be cool if they did with more movies, if they if they couldn't make their way to theaters. Yeah, for sure. Especially, cause I think probably what it is is, because Netflix has distribution deals for certain movies. Like, that was the whole thing with uh, Uncut Gems, is that they assisted in distribution, not production. Yeah. So, in like the UK, they had uncut gems on Netflix like weeks and weeks and weeks ago, but they couldn't do it in the U S yet because of whatever rights, whoever owned whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it would be cool if like they went to movies where they already had similar deals like that. And we're just like, Hey, without the theaters and everything being open, do you want to like move up this clause in the contract so that we can 
distribute it for you. And then you make the money based on like this, this, and this. Maybe they change how they pay out the metrics. You know what I mean? So I would love it if we got more like legitimate. And I'm sure Netflix wants that business because then people are going to be like, oh, I got to keep my Netflix account. But then again, Netflix doesn't need to do anything to keep business. Everybody has Netflix. And if you didn't, you definitely do now because you're stuck at home. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how their like subscriptions went. They, they went through the roof after this or if it was just like everybody has Netflix. So it didn't change at all. Yeah, I don't know. But do you want to uh, blow doors open on spoilers? Because I don't have too much to say in a generic sense. There were uh, there's some there's some moments I kind of want to kind of look at under a magnifying glass a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, why don't you you got something for me? Yeah, so I want to uh, I want to talk about. I guess it's it's not really like a twist. Well, there is a twist later in the movie, but I guess it's your first mini twist before the twist. It's the Mick twist and uh, so spoilers, <laughs> obviously. But um, I wrote down early early on. It would have been uh, it would have been right around when uh, they go to they finally go to that dinner so that the guy that Gumail hates could unlock their phone. Also, that bit actually made me laugh. It was stupid, and I think that's why it made me laugh. I was like, this is the dumbest thing, but it wasn't like, you know, wrong Missy dumb. I was just like, I actually enjoy that kind of humor, like where they're so bad at acting, and they're just they're just yeah. trying to get him to unlock the, the phone of this other guy, but they're putting on this whole ruse that it's like, oh, it's because he hurt his head, and like, oh, we gotta call his doctor, and like, the, the way they were playing that out, and again, it goes back to their chemistry, that was really funny. Yeah, that was funny. It was also like, I think the awkwardness of that scene made it really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like, there. so that, that was a good moment, but then right around that scene, I was just like, I don't think the cops are looking for them as suspects. I'm like, I bet you they are not suspects. I bet you that's going to, because they're, they're dodging calls from, from the police. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I mean, that should have been a sign right away because it's like, if the police want to arrest you, they're not just going to like call you a couple times and be like, hey, can you turn yourself in? You know what I mean? They're going to go out and like really look for you hardcore, you know? Yeah. So uh, I was just like, you know what? I I guarantee you they're they're not wanted as suspects. They're wanted as witnesses. And then I'm a fucking genius. Or it's predictable. That's, that's what I was going to say. One of my notes, like... I actually feel really bad because I had fun with this movie, but there's, for me, there's a lot of things wrong with it. And one of them was like, I can't really remember a movie that I just felt was as predictable as this one. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm well, like, but I'm generic also like, shit, for sure. Yeah. Like I was going to say, like, I'm not trying to pick it apart because it is like a comedy. Like I, I, I always feel like comedies are hard to, to review just because like, First and foremost, I think you got to hit the jokes. And I feel like this movie does a good enough job hitting its jokes. But the story crafted around it, I thought was super predictable. And like, I the movie started and once like the first kind of confrontation happens, I knew exactly the way the rest of the movie was going to go. Not like yeah. specifics. Like I didn't know about the underground like or- orgy organization or whatever. But like, I knew I was like, okay, the guy who hijacked their car he's actually like basically the villain in this movie. They're going to overlook the phone for half the movie and realize that that's exactly what they needed to do the entire time. And, and I was like, and I know that the cops aren't actually after them. 
And then like they break up also. And I was like, I know they're going to get back together. And everything happens. <laughs> like that, that yeah. all happens. So it's because maybe the, the small details are different, but this movie's been made a hundred times. Yeah. I feel yeah. like this is also like those movies with like, uh, like every Jennifer Aniston comedy, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, I just feel bad. Cause I really like the people involved. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't really want to rip on it. Yeah. But I guess I have to. <laughs> well, we're always honest on this show. We never hide. Yeah. I, another thing I was going to say that actually, you know, for me personally, like I said, because I think the jokes hit for me personally, the fact that the story is so predictable really bummed me out and their chemistry is great. And I like the characters. The only thing I don't like about the characters is they, I guess, under stress are the dumbest people because at times they're super intelligent. Like, you know, early on in the movie when he's talking about like, you know, the environment and his documentaries and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this guy is like very well versed. And he, but then like under stress, they make the dumbest decisions ever. So it's very yeah. like frustrating because I'm like the characters at times are just so dumb. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Kind of has to be for a comedy to work though. You know what I mean? If they were smart, then they wouldn't be making mistakes and ensuing hilarity. Yeah. Or the movie just needs to be written better. <laughs> well, you get what you get. It's a Netflix movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, now it's a, now it's a Netflix a movie. movie. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, th- those are my two biggest things on it. Y- you mentioned like, like I call that one fucking genius, and you've <laughs> called some movies. You've I was gonna say though, you've called some movies recently where I'm like, damn, like that was a really nice pickup. Like when you called us like pretty quickly early on in that movie, but uh, this movie I felt like was just any anyone could have called it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote that in my notes, too. I'm like, I'm a genius, but it's actually pre- just predictable. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what you get, and that's why I think, and I don't know if you have too many more notes after this, but, like, I think my grade might have gotten, like, a bump up. Like, if I saw this in theaters, I think my grade might have even been, like, two steps below what I gave it because I got to watch it at home and because I'm so starved for new movies. Yeah, there's there's not a lot that's like groundbreaking again. Like, I just feel like it's very run of the mill, and if you compare it to comedies, it's maybe I think again I think for theatrical releases this is low on the list. I think if you are going to compare it to Netflix releases, this is higher on the list. But again, that just I feel like everything about it is just very middling. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But who are we to say that that's not good? It's I think there are a large amount of people who actually like that. They, Not everybody goes to movies to be challenged or even has like any sort of acknowledgement of, you know, story even <laughs> like they, they won't pick up what faults the writing and this and that. Like some people just like to like turn off and just see kind of like a mindless movie. And this movie is pretty mindless. Like I said, it's been made a hundred times. It's very generic, but I think people find comfort in that. So I think this movie, I mean, I don't know the tomato tomato on it, but I there might not even be a tomato on it. It's been no, out for is. a day. <laughs> there is. Okay. But I'll be excited to see. I think the audience will like this better than critics will. That's my prediction. Okay. That's your prediction. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know if there's anything else that I have left to say about it. If if you like comedies, if you just want to shut your brain off, like you said, I think you'll be fine with it. If you want something a little challenging, it's not going to fulfill that. But 
I've definitely, for the majority of this review, just shit on it. I had I had fun with it. Like I'm not gonna fail this. Obviously, there's there's good in there. I just it was a little bit of a bummer because Mike Showalter's made a movie already with Kumail Nanjiani that dealt with some similar themes, and that was so good. And then this just feels so average. And yeah. that was that was a big bummer for me. But yeah, like as far as comedies go, I I had fun with it, and uh, I think you'll see in my grade. Like, you know, I I did have some good moments with it, so. You want me to get into Tomato Tomato? Yeah, hit me with them. Tomato Tomato. The critics, they're bringing this in at a 64%. Oof. So that is a D minus. Uh, Yeah, I would say it's a D. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, and then the audience, they're bringing it in at a 68%. So a D plus. Wait a minute. I literally just refreshed and it changed. Uh-oh, what is it now? It's a 90. Yeah, the, well, I was going to say, we're, we're doing this the day it came out, so things are going to change. But yeah, I literally, I pulled it up like 10 minutes ago, and then I refreshed it, and there's more reviews on it now, and it's changed. So let's redo this again. Yeah. The tomato, the critics, they're bringing it in at a 67%. So oh, it just dropped like a one. No, that went no, up. When- the critic score went up. So oh, it was wow. a 64 now it's a 67. So it's a That's a big change. Yeah, now it's it's a D or a D plus instead of a D or D minus. The tomato, the audience, it was a 68 when I saw it before. It's now a 56, so it's failing. Whoa! That's a yeah. huge turn. Yeah. Oh, you so, know what it is too though because there's so little reviews on it, they count for more. Yeah, there's only at the moment there's only 36 user reviews. So it's I might write change. a review after this just to just to level the playing field a little bit cuz if you think about it the people who are going to go to Rotten Tomatoes fastest for the audience are the people who are most angry about it. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like its score won't be realistic until it has like at least like a thousand at least reviews. Yeah. I I just actually clicked and just read like one of the audience reviews and this in some ways, kind of just sums up how I feel about it. And it says, The Lovebirds is not a new classic, but it is fun. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that. So, uh, yeah. So for me, I'm going to go Tomato. I'm going to stick with the audience. I think, uh, I don't think this is a failing movie for me. And I think a D plus is kind of spot on for me. This, oh. this movie didn't offend me. And I, and I, you know, I said earlier, I'm like, oh, rose tinted glasses, all that. But I don't think this movie is as bad as I thought it was going to be. It definitely uh, isn't spectacular. But in, in, at no point was I like rolling my eyes at it or be like, this is fucking dog shit or anything like that. So I think it does its job well. It's just a job that I didn't ask for, you know? Yeah, it's funny because you're like, I may have graded this like two things like low or whatever. So I thought this, I thought you were going to grade this like C plus or something. Uh, but I actually went tomato as well. And I went D plus as well. Nice. Yeah. So I was, that's why when you said my, I'm giving it a D plus, I think I said, Oh, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause but, I'm saying, I think if I saw this in theaters, I would have given it a D minus. Okay. Like, if I went to yeah. a theater for this experience, I think I would have graded it lower. But I think because of the setting, maybe it got a little bit of a boost. But I don't know. I Maybe not. Like I said, like, 
I don't think there was anything that was super cringy in a bad way in this. Like there's cringy moments when it wants you to feel that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but then like the wrong Missy is cringy because it's like, oh man, I'm watching someone murder their own career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say one thing that I actually have as, as a positive for this movie, this is, it's very short. Like if yeah, the, it's not uh, even an hour and if, a half. Yeah. It's an hour and 25 minutes. And like, I'm not saying like, cause I actually really like long movies, but for me, like with this type of thing, like if it, if this went on for two hours, I probably would have made it lower. At least like this was like, you're going to have some fun. And then that, like, that's it. Like we're not going to drag it on longer than it needs to be. So yeah. yeah, like it's, it's a really easy watch. Um, and if you want to put on a comedy and have a good time, like over dinner or something, like it's perfect. So yeah, I give it a D plus. You give it a D plus. Cool. <laughs> it's just good. We see eye to eye. I love it. We, yeah, maybe we're the lovebirds. I think we are. You are the yeah. Kumail Nanjiani to my Isaray. <laughs> I'm glad I get to be Kumail. I should be Kumail. Dude's fucking ripped yeah. now. Oh yeah, for the for the Eternals, yeah. Yeah, he's, I, a, again, he's eternally I, ripped. <laughs> I feel like that's a joke you would make. We'll see. I guess in 2021. Ah, oh, that's so upsetting. I'm gonna try and uh get some of the, I'm going to try and catch up on some of the theatrical releases that we missed though. So like I have a feeling that this is around this month is going to be the moment where my attitude changes from 2020 has been pretty good so far. We haven't had any bad movies to like, man, this year kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I've got like on my list, like a bunch of movies like queued up and it's like Gretel and Hansel and Oof. the turning and the grudge and <laughs> yeah early in the year of- before we knew the pandemic was going to be a thing we were just like let's just skip all the dog shit movies this year but now we've seen all the good ones yeah i was gonna say fantasy islands also on there yeah underwater oh, yeah i saw unrelated to the 2020 movies but amazon prime is gonna have knives out on it in a couple weeks oh that's cool did you buy knives out i didn't you know, I really yeah, I liked either. that movie, but I know the mystery. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy it either. I think I gave it a minus. Whodunits aren't like my favorite movie, and I feel the same way. Like I know who it is now, so like maybe I'll rewatch it one other time under the lens of I know who did it, and I'm just gonna watch that person. But then after that, I don't know how much rewatchability it would have for me. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to show somebody, I guess. But then it's like I don't know. There's no, it would be cool to me. show, but. F- like surprisingly almost all my friends saw that like i actually don't know many people who didn't see knives out um wow. i feel like they i feel like it was really hyped up last year and a lot of people went out and saw it so with the exception of maybe like one or two people that i can think of right now like there's not a lot of people that i i'm like hey let me show you this movie for me it would, if i were to buy it it would just be for my own my own like joy and i would probably only watch it like once yeah it's not worth like 20 or 25 dollars or whatever if I find it yeah. at like a $5 bin a couple of years from now, I'd be like, yeah, why not? Five bucks? Yeah. But now I don't have to. Amazon Prime has it. Nice. <laughs> or Prime Video or whatever they call <laughs> it. It's going to be our, our June recommend. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah. Just go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. We should just recommend movies that have episodes so that we can just be like, go back and... No. We don't <laughs> even recommend the movie. We just recommend our episode. <laughs> I like that idea. I recommend... Our episode where we watched the trailer for Joker. 
<laughs> my Hulu recommendation is our episode of the review of Parasite. <laughs> Although I think that's one of the most serious episodes we've ever done. Like, I don't think I made one joke in that episode. In Parasite, yeah. There's a few where we've just been like, we're like super serious and we just only talk about the movie and it's fine. But then there's other episodes like this where we talk about poop for 15 minutes. <laughs> that's true. And there's other episodes where we talk about Chuck E. Cheese for 20. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> this show can be whatever we want because we are hosts. Mm-hmm. Out of, uh, you know, we're talking about old episodes and stuff like that. What do you think is the most played episode of the last week? Oh, you mean like people going back and let, do you have an answer for this or are you just. Yeah, I do have an answer. Like, what do you think is the episode that people have listened to the most since like over the last seven days? I'm assuming it's not our newest episode then just by nature of the question. Um, yeah, I will say. So our newest episode at the time of recording is uh, Bad Education that came out two days ago. Our episode before that was the Alien Retro Review. That is the second most streamed over that the last week. There's a movie that got streamed more, or an episode that got streamed more. I feel like it's going to be a curveball from like earlier in the year. Maybe a movie that popped up recently on a uh, streaming service. So now maybe people it, have seen it, it and it they're did. like, oh, I want to go back and listen. It did pop up on a streaming service. That doesn't even narrow the field. There's so many movies. Um... I will say Joker. Holy shit, you got it. Really? Nice. Yeah, it's Joker. Joker awesome. has the most streams of the last week. <laughs> That's a good episode. Yeah, it, I actually, I checked that maybe like two weeks ago, and it was Endgame. Nice. That also makes sense. Was it the, the spoiler one or the spoiler-free one? I think it was the spoiler one. Okay. You know what's weird about that? I almost feel like our spoiler-free episode is more well-structured because when we do the spoiler episode, it's like those early days of our show where we would just break down the movie scene by scene. And it's funny. Yeah, because, it really is. Well, I think we said in early on, we're like, you know, we're not just going to go over like every little moment, but I loved every moment. So I wanted to talk about everything in it <laughs> because there was no wasted space in that movie. You could literally pick any one moment out of any scene and it would mean so much more than just what you're seeing. That movie's amazing. Yeah. It was my my number four <laughs> for last year. Yeah, you're a moron. <laughs> Show's over. So, <laughs> I was going to say, you got so annoyed. I was like, my number four. And you're like, this show's done. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here. One of my favorite moments on the show of you getting mad was recently when I did the tomato tomato for Bloodshot and you were just like, you just hear you walk away like, I'm done with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people be disappointing me. Yeah. Tell these fools to stop disappointing. But you know how people could not disappoint us? They want to make us feel feel things. I know the answer, but I'm going to say what? They can go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star written review. For a second, I thought you were almost just going to say, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> no. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star written review. I would love that. That makes... Yeah, that makes the world go round. It would make us so much happier. And if you don't want to do that, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can go to, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on fucking Pandora. We're on MySpace. We're not on those last two. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to say, just just subscribe and you know check out our website, twodudesmoviereviews.com. We got a bunch of new swag on there. So. New swag in the bag. I got I to gotta get me some new swag. I was thinking about getting me some, uh, some tank tops for working outside mm-hmm. these days. Get myself yeah. a nice tan in the two dudes top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a tan in the two dude top. Oh, it's been my dream as, since I was a little boy. To get a tan with the two dudes top. Yup. It's my since since the the dawn of time, it's been my dream to get a tan wearing a two dudes top. Yeah. What is that? A two dudes said, top tan? You can tell. I was gonna say said five year old sky, and everyone was like, "What the fuck's he talking about?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's when I first started seeing the shrink. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but this is fun. I'm glad we got to do this. This is probably the fastest we've ever seen a movie, or they've released a movie, we saw the movie, and we reviewed the movie, because it was literally all one day. Not even 24 hours. It hasn't even been 24 hours. Yeah. I was I was going to say, it's not the quickest that we've watched a movie and then come back and recorded it, but it is the quickest based on when the movie came out when we watched it, because the movie came out this morning. Because there's a few times where we literally went from the movie theater to to the studio. Yeah, I think we did that with us. Uh, no, we didn't do it with us because oh, no. I... Oh, God, no. We did it with Spider-Verse, though. I remember that. And I think we did it with Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Well, Alita we saw early in the day, which was, which was handy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I miss going to the movies. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, when all this is over, you're going to have to visit. Yeah, I'll come up, eat some churros and a regal and get wet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When when you come up, there's going to be some dog shit movie playing in that 4D theater. Oh, I believe it. Great. Trolls World Tour still playing. Yeah. Seven Trolls months, World Tour. Seven months Gonna running. Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> That's another one on my list. There you go. Actually, th- uh, that new animated movie, like I think it's called like The Willoughbys. That's on my list. I'm actually looking forward to watching that. Oh, okay, good for you. I might go see <laughs> Trolls 2 at uh at the drive-in with Logan. Do it. Definitely. Hey, man. You're in your car. You're watching the movie. I think that'd be fun. That's if I can get in there. The place has been mobbed since they reopened. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So we'll see what the future holds. But, yeah, you Swampies, uh, yeah, I know you guys are in it for the long haul. So we appreciate you sticking it out with us. We're going to keep bringing you all sorts of episodes. You know, we've been doing a lot of these uh, these different episodes. You get one recommend a month. We might be doing some, I don't know, some sort of extra stuff. But for now, we're making sure that we keep you guys entertained. <laughs> are you not entertained? Yeah. You guys, I know you guys are fucking getting high on our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Jank them. <laughs> I take a dump in the bucket and you love it. <laughs> you getting high on our shit. And we bring it all back around to poop. Yep. <laughs> like you do. Like like a real comedian does. They bring it around at the end. That's what we in the biz call a callback. And on that <laughs> note, suck it, Slumpies. <laughs>